0: All right, man, so what's going on? What are you up to?
1: Uh, Not much. I just, uh, man, it's such a good timing. My my son had a, a track meet, and he literally, within 60 seconds ago, finished his second run. So I was able to hop on the phone real quick. I got to see him run. He ran the 4x100, and he ran the 200, and it literally just finished. So oh,
0: awesome! Practice. So I didn't, so I didn't know the Higdins, breeded athletes. I thought you guys were all amazing, like <laughs> bloggers and like building like amazing things and stuff. That's cool.
1: Yeah, man.
0: That's awesome, dude. All right, well, you know, um, obviously this is kind of cool. Never quite done this. So what I was kind of hoping for us is we can kind of do as we always do, just kind of mastermind about our businesses and kind of let people hear how that shapes out and we all you know obviously because we do have people listening in um you know we definitely want to provide value and also give them a way to get more so um i think we're going to kind of we'll figure it out actually i know we have a few things we talked about in terms of providing additional value for them um a way to connect with us even more and we'll kind of i guess talk about that at the end you want to do that
1: yeah and uh, did we start the conference call, or is it i, I yeah there. man
0: we're going we're we're good to oh, go okay. they're they, can, they can't really they're listening okay. in and yeah we're okay. we're good to go sure people can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, oh,
1: awesome
0: yeah, so the way that I was kind of thinking, you know typically um you know obviously the last time we spoke, you gave me a lot of great ideas in terms of the branding side of, of my business, which has helped a lot. I can't tell you like how many people have just reached out just because of the change, changes I've personally made in, in branding going more professional on a lot of my templates and from Facebook yep. to Twitter to, I mean, that is, I would say responsible for a minimum of 20 grand just from people nice. just noticing. So I appreciate that. Um, and all, and that's awesome. But what I wanted to do today, I mean, was just kind of pick your brain and I, you know, I told you I had four questions for you. And um by the way, if people are listening, you're not Ray's not prepared for the questions I'm gonna ask him and I told him <laughs> I true. told him if he had four he should kinda of ask me the same. So um why don't you go first? Do you have a question for me? I mean, I know I have four for you. Do you have anything for me that you'd wanna know or
1: Yeah, sure. Um okay, so if someone is currently not doing like for for example, I'm not currently doing. Um, I mean, just hardly any paid advertising. If you had to pick one, what what which one? Which which paid advertising platform do you like the most? If someone's just getting like started.
0: Hmm. That's that's not. A, I can't say that's the. This isn't the first time I've got this question, and I don't, I, I never actually give the answer that people want to hear. Um, And this is the reason why, and and I'll be in my perception would be different because each traffic source I use for different things and I compare it to how when I've seen you talk about the difference between marketing and prospecting and some of the, some of the paid advertising that I do is actually more just marketing where I'm not necessarily expecting like an immediate action, but it wouldn't, but my, my prospecting type of, stra- of marketing, which would be more of the search traffic stuff like the, the Twitter pay-per-click or a Google or a Bing slash Yahoo type of search pay-per-click strategy, that is what I'm looking for, like an immediate action. I would look at that more as prospecting, like when it's search. So someone's searching for something specific, um, even if it's like YouTube pay-per-click Marketing um, that I'm doing someone searching for a specific keyword They they search for it. My video pops up. That's a prospecting type of strategy So if you're looking for like an immediate sale, I would go with anything search related Um, Unfortunately, our industry has really shifted more so to Facebook and I don't look at Facebook marketing as an immediate sale type of thing it's more of a branding more of a marketing thing and I'm hoping for a reaction so like if a person sees one of my videos or sees something on Facebook, I'm just marketing. I'm just kind of putting myself out there and, and kind of hoping for that reaction. So, but they're both needed, so right? Go ahead.
1: So your, so just, so if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying some some paid advertising is good for building your audience, and others you can more closely track the earnings per click. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, and I don't think that they I don't think that they work very good without each other.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: I like. You that. know, so that's how I would look at that. And then you've got your other things like, um, you know, media buys and putting ads on websites. And I I still put that in the marketing category, not the prospecting paid category. Anything search related, where someone's specifically searching for something, and you can be there, is where if you want to make that immediate sale. That's what that's what I would say go with. So. Cool. Awesome, man. All right, my turn, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, you know, we talked about it at the event. And by the way, man, I really appreciate you uh, speaking at the event. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. You, I had a blast, man.
0: You killed it. I mean, everyone is just you know love obviously loves you and loves what you do and you did an awesome job i was back there taking notes and i think i've stole like three or four of your quotes and used them several times so i appreciate it <laughs> um for
1: it. but good. one of the
0: things that i you know we talked about was you know i knew when you met john lee Dumas that you were going to like love what he did and i knew it was just going to be something you jump on and I think before he was even done with his speech you had already had your podcast up and running on iTunes or something like that. It was like the speed of implementation and, and you like obviously I, I went and I saw you today and, and you know, in the top up there on new and noteworthy. Um, so I guess what my question is, I mean, obviously you're a blogger, you blog every every day. Um, you know, podcasting seems like it's right up up your alley. Like what's your vision with that? Like when you saw it? It's like what do you see with like that going? Is that gonna be yeah like your just part of your marketing DNA now? Or is it just, you know, what do you see with that? What's your what's your vision with podcasting?
1: You know, it's um good question. Um and yeah, you know, I am I'm very good at Determining if something I'm learning is going to become a part of my DNA or not, and if it is, then my speed of implementation is lightning. And so when John Lee was speaking on on, at your event, he was 10 minutes in. I'd already purchased his product for $1,100 in the audience, and that morning I was up at 3:30 in the morning, and from 3:30 to 8:30 I went through a lot of his course and had the podcast you know, um, kind of formulate it. The, the trick for me was where to determine, and this will lead to your answer, but the trick for me was, um, okay, what, how do I utilize this dimensionally? And that's a question because there are, there are different dimensions to marketing, and especially when you have so many different, you know, platforms. So, my Facebook dimension is different than my blog dimension, and you know some some people may may not consciously see the difference, but there is a difference there and so, what dimension does podcasting represent? because I don't want it to be a regurgitation and see that's that's where the um, the non long term marketer thinks the the non long term marketer thinks well I'll just create a video and I'll strip out the audio and I'll throw the audio on my podcast. I'll throw my video over here. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what they don't realize is it needs to be a different dimension. And so, you know, you're not, if people realize that, you know, it's, it's kind of one or the other, then they'll, you know, if it's the same content then they'll choose one or the other and you lose the power of, of, you know, of, of the audience. Right. So if people realize, oh, well he's just taking his blog videos and he's taking the audio, put it on the podcast, well, audios are easier for me, so I'll just listen to the podcast. The problem with that is I have much less control on the podcast and I'm not able to submit sales messages, you know, in an effective manner. Um, I'm not able to control it, you know, because the the list is Apple's, it's not mine. And right. so what's a different dimension? And so the, the route that I went, and it took me three podcasts to realize this but I'm doing, on my podcast, I'm doing something that I'm not doing on the other channels. And so the it's a, just a different dimension. So I'm doing user-submitted question and answer. So that's different than what I'm doing on my blog. It's different than what I'm doing on, on Facebook. And so it's just a different dimension. So I'm not looking to, um, you know, just have someone pick one or the other. You know, I want to fulfill my audience to the highest degree possible and feed them multiple channels of multiple dimensions of training and value. So the way I see the podcast growing is, you know, for that for that person that um, just, you know, loves insight into the, the, the realm of network marketing, and they're going to get it in a little bit different dimension than on any other channel, any other marketing channel that I currently possess, um, and whatever that takes it, you know, um, I saw today. I think I was number three in the careers category. I was number thirteen in overall business, and uh, so I, I don't know the number in, in New and Noteworthy. It's not that high yet, um, but we've been—you know—we've we've now had I think over four thousand downloads in an eight-day period. But I actually just announced it on Sunday, so you know it's it's something I'm excited about. It's something that is pretty easy for me to snap into my daily routine, nice and short. And it's um, – you know, I think it'll be – it'll get interesting. I think we can get it up to, um, you know, a pretty large subscriber base and um, see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just something about being first, too. Like, I mean, not that we're, like, necessarily first, but in our space, you see, uh, like, Russell Brunson. I saw that he had one. Um, and yeah. I see you next to, like, Tim Ferriss. I mean, it's just cool yeah. to be there. Yeah. You know, it's just, like – it's awesome. So I was actually listening to yours, and I thought it was – I. I you know, obviously I'm always trying to think the business as well. And I thought it was yeah. brilliant how you incorporated interaction from the listeners um, by allowing them to connect with you and then ask you questions that you'll answer, which was different than what I've seen a lot of people do. They kind of just get on and start talking. And as it's always good content, but, you know, now that user has the chance for you to answer their question and interact with you, which just creates more streams and more marketing channels for them to connect with you, which um, I think is cool. I, I, I was like, I got to figure out a way to do that. Um, but yeah, anyways, and, awesome.
1: Yeah, and right and right now it's not professional. I mean, my first one I attempted to play music, and it sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> so I haven't played music since, but I'm I'm working on it. So we'll have a professional intro. We'll have music, but you know, I'm just the poster boy for getting stuff done. You know, my right. blog was terrible when i started it was ugly people made fun of it but i got stuff done and so i've never been a victim of you know the uh, you know paralysis of analysis or the perfection problem i i just get stuff done and you know i'll perfect it as i go but um you know that's that's just been my model for everything i've ever done
0: absolutely well it works it works i mean you like i said it um for me, from, from the blogging perspective, you know how that's changed my business. Obviously, you know that comes yeah. strictly from you. Um, and then I saw how quick, I mean, I, as far as you getting it done, who, those of you who are listening, I went down to his room and it was already submitted. I'm like, dude, now, now he was the one showing me how to do it. So we finally got ours submitted. <laughs> so we're just waiting for, you know, how long did it take you, by the way, to get that approved with Apple? Because ours was submitted yesterday, so we're still waiting on the iTunes approval. Well, it's it's funny
1: because, you know, technology is not second nature to me. I mean, it's like maybe 15th nature or something. I don't know. And so I was waiting for actually three days, and I'm like, what the hell? Nothing's happening. And um, it was because I didn't even submit it to iTunes. So I thought Libsyn did it for me, but they don't. And so it was just a confusion thing or else, you know. But when I did actually submit it, I think it was only a couple days. I think it was either two or three days.
0: Okay, cool, sweet. So oh, that's awesome. All right, cool, cool. All right. So question number two, you got one for me?
1: Sure. Um, so you you just ran a very successful event. Um, is is there anything that you plan on doing? Is it, what, what's the biggest thing? I assume there's maybe a few in there, but what's the biggest thing? that you're going to change for the next event that you do, because I'm sure you're going to run another event.
0: (laughs) Um, I think we would have promoted it a lot harder and Mm -hmm. probably had a different venue that would have allowed more people. You know, I mean, we Uh, sold a lot of tickets right away and, you know, you saw how it was classroom setting and we couldn't, we couldn't sell over a certain amount. So when we sold, so we sold probably half the tickets in the first day and, um, we slowed down because we didn't want to go over and we felt like, you know, should we allow the affiliates to push it or how we didn't really know how to actually promote the event in the beginning. And then also, right. you know, I wanted it to be really strictly traffic. And I started to, I don't know if it was you or I spoke to someone else and they said, it may be a good idea to have some other people just kind of talk about some other stuff there as well, instead of just 100% traffic. And I'm glad I did that because I am because um man i mean you you know how much we went over in terms of just traffic strategies i mean and people's heads were about to blow up from just so many different ways to generate traffic i think had it if it would have been you know if people like you weren't there to just share different perspectives and you know Jonathan's session i thought was interesting and i don't know if you i think you came in after jeff moore spoke um
1: yeah i didn't see him unfortunately
0: yeah he was awesome so I think that mixture made it great, but we would promote it a little bit harder, um, and basically leave room to not hurt our. We basically positioned ourselves to hurt ourselves, essentially, um, by setting right. it up that way. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that you always learn. I mean, there's technical things like you know that I noticed that maybe people there didn't notice or maybe they did. Like, I think we had one screen. I probably next time would we'll just have two on the side and then just the stage. Yeah, um, It was kind of annoying walking through the proje- projector. So, you know, you pick up like little things like that. Um, what I did love the most about the event, and it reminded me a lot of the first No Excuse, and actually a lot like your event last year, where the people there got a chance to really connect with all the speakers. Right. So that is, to me, the best part of an event, where it's not like I don't want people to feel like they're going to a concert You know, where you come out and you dance around, and then they, like, leave out the back door. Like, it was cool. (laughs) Yeah, the velvet ropes and
1: everything. Right, right. Yeah,
0: I thought that that was, like, the coolest part. Like, I love connecting with everyone there, and I think that that was something that um, I definitely would want to keep. But we did decide that we are going to do another one, because I wasn't sure if we'd do another one. And uh, I think we definitely have to do another one next year, so. Very cool, yeah. man. Yeah, but you did an awesome job, and we actually just got some of the footage today. And I was going through it, and it was it was pretty. It was awesome, dude. Cool. Cool. All right, so I got one for you. All right, it's actually a two-parted question, so I'm gonna oh. go ahead and, and knock it out. So, how do you determine like when something is a failure, and how do you determine if something actually works?
1: Mm, how do I determine if something is a failure, and how do I determine if something works? Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that I I would classify anything that I've done in the last, you know, five years as a failure. I would classify them as lessons. And, you know, I mean, I, I really, I, know, I don't know if that sounds cliche or not, but there's definitely things I've done that weren't as successful as I hoped but I learned from them and you know so I always like like one of my favorite phrases is profitably testing and so we've done a lot of profitable tests where and and, and let me explain what that means it doesn't it doesn't mean what most people would think most people would think Profitable testing is to test if it makes profit. That's actually not what I mean. What I mean is we will profitably test something to see if we like it. And by we, I mean my wife and I. And so there are, there are things that we've done, you know, different coaching things and, and different, um, you know, maybe even products that we've done that were profitable because, you know, basically if you build an audience – almost anything you do is profitable, but after we fulfilled it, we didn't get as much fulfillment out of it as we thought we would. And so Mm -hmm. that we would chalk up as a profitable lesson. As far as something successful, you know, it's very very similar. It's just um, did we enjoy the process? You know, was it beneficial? It doesn't mean that it was the most profitable thing. You know, there there are things that we've done that on the profit meter, you know, weren't off the charts, but the fulfillment and enjoyment meter were. And, you know, and I can tell you some of those things, like, we've ran different masterminds where, you know, sometimes extremely profitable, sometimes, you know, making enough to to cover the bills. Um, Right. But... Anytime we've ever done a mastermind of a, a small group of intimate people, uh, we've loved it. It's just, it's high on the fulfillment ladder, whether it's high or not on, on the profit ladder. So, you know, that's that's kind of how we view. I, I just don't, you know, I don't know if I black them out or, or block them out or whatever. I, I just don't see things as failures. I see them as lessons. What did we learn, you know, and, and it's just how we behave from what we learn, So I just don't call really anything uh, a failure.
0: No, I definitely agree with you. And in fact, um, if most of the time I would say if we perceive something as a failure at that time when we think it's a failure, typically later on, if you're you know, an entrepreneur, at least in my opinion, it keeps going. The failure turns into like your power, right? Which is kind of like you said, your lesson. So, I guess what I'm yeah, saying I mean, is, yeah.
1: I mean, I I I could say, I, you know, I failed at a bunch of different network marketing companies, but I mean, even even in that, the reality is, I learned a lot. You know, I learned, um, how, I learned what type of upline I didn't want to be, because <laughs> right. you know I've been in network marketing companies where the upline was you know, operated like a boss, you know, like a, you're under my thumb and you have to do my bidding. Um, I never wanted to be that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I've worked with a lot of different entrepreneurs and a lot of different, more free spirited network marketers. For example, I remember, um, you know, when uh, David Wood was in my network marketing company, you know, he used to always say, he goes, man, you're the coolest upline I've ever had. You're the best upline I've ever had. He said, you know, he said that over and over. And I think it's because I didn't try to rule them with, like, some kind of, you know, iron fist or or whatever. You know, I let Dave be Dave, and I kind of, you know, helped. I fit in the categories of value that I could. And, you know, so I look at where do people want to do their business, and how can I best support them where they are versus where I wish they would be. And so just in everything, I've, I've had a lot of major learning lessons.
0: No, I definitely, I can definitely see that with you, that you'd be definitely a cool upline because you, you're easy to follow. I mean, I mean I've mean, i only, I've been in a few um, MLMs, and, and I would say the problem that I always saw with the upline that I even had was they had nothing for me to follow. Like, even yeah. if they had a good big team, like, I never could see, like, what they were doing. Like, for all I know, they could have been, doing a hundred thousand piece direct mail campaign on the back end and not telling us about it and telling us to go right. talk to everyone within three feet of them. And you know, that was right. the problem. But with you, I think it's the transparency and they can see that you're out there actually doing it. And that's, that's, that's awesome. Cool.
1: Yeah. Thanks.
0: Cool, man. So did you have a, who, whose turn is it? Was it? Is it your turn? Uh,
1: that, that was a two part question to me. Oh, okay. My turn to you. Um, what i mean what can you can you share with me a little bit about where do you see your business at the end of next year
0: um from a revenue perspective or from like a growth yeah, re- perspective
1: revenue growth fulfillment what um what do you what do you see in in that realm
0: <laughs> it's funny like um a few months maybe a month ago Mark came out Mark Overson came out and he spent he yeah. like spent a few days here and he had a lot of the kids from EE here and um, I was able to kind of mentor them and Mark asked me the question, and he realized how uncomfortable I get when people ask me about numbers and revenue It's weird i don't know why um, uh, but um, when I set out this year, um I had a goal to do ten million in revenue yeah. um so I think at the end of this year, that would be where we'd want to hit, would be $10 million in revenue. And, you know, when I – and I think I mentioned this at the event. When we set out to reach that goal, it wasn't something that I wanted to just say, oh, I want to hit $10 million in revenue. Like I really broke down the numbers of how I can actually get there and what we had to do per day and all these different things. Um, but I, my goal was to get 100 people to six figures which would take us well over that ten million mark, um, based off right. of the things that we've created, that would that it, that the individuals that basically are part of our system um, would have to do to get to six figures would push us well over that number. So, uh, but again, I had to create those models in order to get there. So I would say, um, for me, what's different this year was I wanted to set goals that were uncomfortable. Like I wanted it to be. I wanted people to kind of flinch when they heard me say my goals um, sure. because every year I would hit my goals and then I would look back and be like, why didn't you set heart, you know, goals that pushed right. you a little bit? Like where could you, could you be? Like my – the goal I, – I think I talked – I don't know if you heard this, but my fourth goal for this year was to have a live event. It finished fourth. Um, right. One of the goals was to get 100 people to six figures, $10 million in revenue, and, gosh, what was the top goal? Why am I going blank right now all of a sudden? I think I went blank at the event as well. But it'll come to me. Um, but anyways, it was um, three very, very just out there goals that, you know, now I look back at how i basically where we are. And I don't know if we're going to hit it. I think that it's going to be close. But, um, you know, as long as we, we, we do our best, I'm, I'm cool with that. But, yeah, I mean, I see ourselves definitely growing. Um, I see ourselves creating, um, I would say, things that make sense. Um, I don't like to create revenue streams just to create a revenue stream. Um, right. I've seen companies, like, they need to – they want to, like, get a number, so they just start creating products out of nowhere just to, like, sell a product. Like, it has to make sense, right? So. Um, as long as it's congruent and the and the opportunity makes sense and it's fair and, and you know it's uh, you know not out of left field, um, we'll keep doing it. And uh, you know as long as it's valuable. So I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, that's yeah. where we see ourselves in um, this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna Uh-oh. actually ask you the you the same question. Uh oh. Where, where do you see where do you see yourself in? And more importantly, what, what are some of the steps that you uh, have taken to get there?
1: Well, I mean, you know, our focus, um, you know, one of, our, one of our things, I mean, we've, our, I don't want to say addiction, but our, our um, commitment to value, you know, is obviously the focus. And it's what's driven our business. It's what's, you know, it's what's worked for us. And you know, so so there's a there's a few things in there. You know, this year we've we've focused on um, the word scaling. And you know, scaling to us, we looked at okay, what are the areas that that we can improve and really scale scale our business so we can continue to make an impact. And you know, when you're building, you know, the type of, of business that we have, you know, our, our business is. It's a little bit different in that it's not, um, you know, it's not like a, a system. So it's not as, it's not, I don't think, as clear-cut as like, you know, your goal of 100 people making, you know, six figures. Um, it's not as clear-cut as that. And so the question is, do we go more intimate, like with some of our Diamond and Platinum coaching clients? Or do we continue to, you know, do both where we're hitting the masses and, and, and you know, impacting them then? And so the three areas of scaling that, that, we, that we saw for this year was, number one, um, smarter, more efficient sales funnels, which, um, you know, is something we've actually never had And um, we've literally gone years. I mean, we crossed the seven-figure mark without a sales funnel. (laughs) And so, like, you know, we just had our giveaway, and then people would start getting our blog. And so we've now implemented a few. We definitely can improve in in that area as well. Um, So we saw the three areas being, um, number one, sales funnels, number two, affiliates. Um, We've actually, in the last – Hmm. in the last i think 6 months we've actually paid out um i think around 350,000 in uh, affiliate income which is kind of crazy for us because we're not you know we're not necessarily the gurus of conversion yet um but you know we see it as we continue to put out good value and i mean we have affiliates that you know, haven't promoted it in a long time and still get a check every month because we produce so many products and, and so much value. Um, and then the third thing was paid advertising. That's yet another area where we just haven't had an expertise level. I mean, Jess is pretty good at, at Facebook advertising, but I know there's a lot of other avenues that, that we could be doing. And, you know, the funny thing with us is, you know, we've been using that both, Jess or I, are not like the super nitty-gritty, detail-oriented kind of people. So we've kind of used that as an excuse of, hey, let's just not do that because you've got to be de- super-duper detail-oriented. And, um, you know, so we're we're just committed to finding the right resources, learning enough so we can kind of manage the process versus, you know, do it ourselves. So those are the three areas. As far as, um, you know, revenue, um you know, we we see we see ourselves. Um, our goal our goal this year was to hit hit three, and next year hit ten. Um, and uh, you know, we f- we feel that we're you know going to be able to do that. And you know, the neat thing is that only comes with investment in ourselves. You know, the last 13, 14 months, we we invested over one hundred thirty four thousand dollars just in personal coaching. That's not products. That's not courses that's not travel that is just in coaching and you know what we get out of that is you know when we grow our 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 value grows our audience grows and so we're just looking to become the you know extreme value providers and and help people accomplish their goals not limited to a particular network marketing company not limited to a certain country not limited to a system that help people across every you know, home-based business and, um, and just have people thrive. And, you know, so we're, we're excited about that. We, we love this profession that's given us so much and we want to help other people, you know, go out there and inspire people. Like, you know, we've been told that we do.
0: Right now I hear you, man. I mean, one thing I definitely um, agree with you 100% is the coaching aspect. Like um, the coaching aspect I told you, I mean, obviously you're one of my coaches I and mean, that's how we have these conversations all the time. And they yep. kind of, I feel like they help both of us just kind of like stay on for track. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, you know, how can I even say this? Me, and I told you, actually that was my other goal that I forgot. <laughs> my goal was to um, basically um, pay for a lot of high-end coaching. That was the third goal. Yeah. That I had and um, I reached out to people that I respected and um, immediately I mean the money came back it wasn't it was never where I yeah. put out the money I made t- you know ten times that immediately because I, I mean, for me where you're good at speed of implementation I feel like um, I'm good at following directions so when someone says like I mean you told me to do that with the blog it was done like it was like yeah same type of thing and um the minute I, I like see that angle and when i can when i can get value from coaching whether it's from you or someone else and i paid for that and 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 you see that return it makes it easier to be a better coach and i don't think people get that like it's like people want to be a coach but they never pay for coaching like people want to like yeah. speak at events but they don't go to events like it's like right it's That's just such the weirdest thing it's like the weirdest thing like for me i'm like i want to pay my dues it was like even you know you, people know like I don't know, you know if, I don't know if you know the story about my car like one of the reasons I drive Jaguars is it's always been my dream car but people don't realize I went two almost two and a half years without a car right And through that two year process I could have got a car I mean we were making enough money right. to get a car but I said I want to feel the pain like I don't want to I mean right now I feel like it's it's smarter for me to put my money back into my business and keep grinding it out versus to pay, you know, $500 or whatever on a car payment. Right. And right. I paid off to where that money added up and I was able to sacrifice and now, you know, do those things. So I don't know how we got there. But... <laughs> What's that?
1: I said, it's an incredible car too. I had the pleasure oh. <laughs> of writing in it.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks man. I appreciate it. Cool. Cool. But yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you on the coaching side. Um, so, is it my? Is it your turn? Because I have one more question. So I think it's your turn.
1: Um, I hit, I hit you, and then you turned it around, and asked me the same question. Um, so I guess it's mine. Okay.
0: Um, so last questions. Then we'll yeah. bring it full
1: circle. What um do you have? You have any vacations planned this year? And if so, what's your what's what are you looking forward to? Where are you looking forward to visit? If you have uh any vacations
0: this year planned? <laughs> well you know we just got back from vegas which was yeah my first time taking a few days off in the i would say with just no worries like i didn't answer really emails i didn't do anything um and since i started doing this and people don't realize that i mean mm. i've never taken a break and since 2008 i mean i've gone on trips and stuff but i'm still working like i have my laptop and you know, things like that. But I didn't do, we didn't do anything on um, the whole weekend and just had a blast. But um, nice. one of the things, obviously, I'm going to go to Florida. We can talk about that next here in a second. That's going to be a fun sure. trip. Um, we are, I'm expecting my first child. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's coming in a few months. Um, so we're going to take, I'm going to take the wife on like a baby moon here. And I don't want nice. to like say where because there's a chance she could be possibly listening.
1: Um, right, right. Cool. So I want to surprise awesome. her and
0: take her somewhere for like a weekend before we um, have a little one interrupting us when we're trying to, you know, just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And um, you know, outside of that, I mean, um, I think we're gonna take actually a trip to New York. One of my friends' nice. wives is on a, in a Broadway show, so
1: um, wow. i are gonna go check cool.
0: out one of those shows in New York. So other than that, um, just gonna be hanging out. Very so, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my thing for you, my last question. Okay. Um I wanna talk a little bit about Top Earners Academy. Okay. Um, specifically, um you have two billionaires speaking there. And I mean this is kind of a loaded question. I mean I, I don't know if, I don't know any billionaires, but I will after Florida, which is exciting. Um, like this may I have a few questions about this. Like,
1: have sure. you had a
0: chance to, like, chat with them and, like, ask them, one, when, like, what happened? Like, how did that happen, right? Like, I mean, let me, let me frame this even better. What have you learned, I guess, from one of the billionaires that you specifically have implemented into your business that is a – that gives you, a, like, a path – to the billionaires club like have you see like when you're when you're seeing their business model and you're talking to them like Do you see a path or do you did you see any similarities in what they did? That led them to that billionaires club
1: Yeah, you know, and you're uh, you know talking about uh, uh, Russ Whitney and uh, Kevin Harrington from the shark tank that are both speakers at uh, top earner Academy and and um, you know I, I what I saw was the speed at which they both think big, and you know i mean uh you know Russ he went from you know working in a slaughterhouse making five bucks an hour to building a two hundred fifty million a year um you know education company a uh, real estate company did over seven hundred million, and then uh you know kevin harrington um you know he's 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 had uh, let's see two products do over a billion in sales he's had twenty products do over a hundred million in sales yet he's never invented anything and just the speed at which these guys think big is is what's impressive and and, and it really inspired me and you know because it's something that as I was coming up you know kind of you know. You know, working in my network marketing business, then I started realizing, oh, I can do my own products and training and coaching. You know, I was kind of stair stepping, and you know, it was, you know, one year we'd do this, next year we'd make, you know, maybe a hundred grand more and expand the business some, then a couple hundred grand more, and then last year we more than doubled, and I think this year we'll probably either double uh, what we doubled, you know, or maybe a little bit more, and and so the speed at which these guys think big is what's so impressive. And, you know, it's uh, it's something that, you know, I remember when I was talking with uh, – with when I was having lunch with Russ, and uh, it just really struck me. You know, I was chatting with him, and he was saying um, how, uh, you know, he's built his new – he has an online education company. And, uh, and I was asking him, I'm like, so – who are you, are you getting consultants? I mean who are you working with? And I mentioned a few names, and he said, "You know, I'm trying to steer clear of those guys because those guys are only doing about 10 million a year, and I want to get this to 100 million quickly. And it's just interesting, what an interesting perspective that he's concerned on hearing feedback from those only doing 10 million a year, and you know, because he doesn't want it to cloud. His vision, because he's already been past that. And, you know, so it's just, it's just an interesting way to look at things. And, you know, I remember when I first met Kevin, I went to his house. He has a, um, a condo on the beach, uh, um, Reddington Beach and near Tampa. And I walked in, and there were five groups of people that had flown all over the world to sit in his living room and pitch him their idea. And he was sitting in the middle, had a little stool, and he was just hearing their ideas, asking them questions, very sharp, and it was just like wow you know here's here's a guy that i mean basically he's just been a hard ass worker his whole life, you know he started doing uh you know driveway resurfacing when he was like i think fifteen years old, fourteen years old, something like that um started his own air conditioning company when he was like eighteen nineteen, and this guy just he's just worked hard and you know, just learned the art of business and the art of sales. And, uh, and here he is, you know, net worth of $450 million, um, generated over $4 billion in revenues. And, uh, you know, it's just awesome. And so some people might say, well, Ray, what the hell do those guys have to do with network marketing? And I would say, not a whole lot other than thinking big. And when we created Top Rearner Academy, I didn't create Top Rearner Academy to create – soldiers that were mindless and obedient, I created Top Earner Academy to get people to think big. And thinking big may be becoming the number one income earner in your company. It may be, you know, hitting, you know for, for some, it's hitting six figures, seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, whatever. Um, you know, but I want to get people to think bigger. And I don't know what's on the other side of thinking bigger. I don't know if it's the next revolutionary product. I don't know if it's the next revolutionary network marketing company. I, I don't know what that is. But all I all I know is I want to, A, inspire people with, with my actions, with my vision, with my work ethic, with the value that I put in the marketplace, and, B, get them to think bigger. And, you know, it's just I don't – I see a lot of network marketers that because they've categorized themselves as a – you know, network marketer, that they think small. And I want them to think big. Now, network marketing is not, you don't—it it is not a small profession. You don't have to, you know, being a network marketer is not a place where you have to be small. You can be big and you can operate like a professional. You can operate like a doctor, an attorney, except you have more freedom. And I can tell you right now, you know, I'm in a neighborhood of, you know, pre pretty nice places. We just closed on on this new house here a few weeks ago. And I can just tell you, we have more fun and uh, freedom than probably anyone else in the neighborhood. And and we're also the youngest. And, you know, there are doctors, lawyers, all kinds of other, you know, highly esteemed professionals. But, you know, I want network marketers to understand what we have. We don't have to play small. You can play big you can create a big life you can create freedom for yourself and that's the whole point of top earner academy and we're real excited about it and we think this is going to you know last year was amazing we think this year is just going to
0: blow it out of the water yeah like let's talk a little bit about it i mean um what do you what do you um what will people like what are we trying to do in terms of having people come away with when they leave top earner academy i mean Sure. Um, I mean, I was there last year, and I am like you. I mean, this is the thing that impressed me the most. I don't think you missed a session at our event. Oh, no. It's like, the and that's how I am. I love, I mean, if you remember last year, your event. I mean, every speaker, your sessions, you know, I'm there with note, and you know, with pen and, and paper in hand taking notes. And it always kills me when I see people that I know are struggling and they'll be in a place where they can get that one nugget. And they're like not paying attention, or they're not in tune, or they right. leave for like three or four sessions. Like, so what? Are, what do you expect people to get away, come away with from the, from the event?
1: Well, you know, I mean, first of all, we do have some amazing speakers. There's no question. I mean, obviously, you know, you're you're the only return speaker. Okay, we had some amazing speakers in Topper in Academy. One, you're the only return speaker. Um, so we have uh, you, obviously. We have uh, Lisa Grossman, who's just a genius in the network marketing profession. We have Cesar Rodriguez, who's you know the best cold market recruiter I've ever met inside this profession. Uh, like I mentioned, Russ Whitney, uh, Kevin Harrington from The Shark Tank, um, but it's still going to be my wife and I diving deep and showing you exactly what we're doing. We're going to share with you because you know just just to understand you know the difference. Um, You know, last year when we, you know, when we were putting on Top Burner Academy, you know, I mean, we, we had created a pretty profitable, um, you know, training business and product business. um, And it has grown times 10 month for month since last year. Um, Last month, we had our best month of leads of all time. We had over 2,500 leads come in and that's the best month we've, we've ever had. Uh, We were averaging 1,400 leads a month. Um, So we're going to teach people exactly what we do day to day. We're going to teach them how we generate leads because we've learned quite a bit since last year. We're going to teach them, you know, how we develop leaders. The difference of the leadership that we have in our network marketing company this year versus last year is night and day. And so we're going to teach how exactly we've built and created leaders that it's no longer, you know, in in my last network marketing company, it really – and it was just out of us not knowing, you know, we kinda of made it the you know, it was kind of the Ray and Jessica show and we've actually transitioned into a leader breeding ground where now it's a lot of times, you know, we may get a mention or so, but it's more of our leaders getting the mention. And that's actually when you can turn the spotlight on your leaders, that means you've matured as a leader yourself. And, you know, that's that's what's happened for us. So we're gonna talk about Prospecting. We're going to talk about recruiting. We're going to talk about team building. We're going to talk all about lead generation, content creation, and how exactly um, you know we we bring in the income. We're going to talk about a coaching model of how people can make additional income as as coaches. And you know that's something that's that's pretty unique. And you know I think some people would say, well, you know Ray, I'm not the number one income earner in my company. You know uh, that may be true, but there. There are people that you can help in a very specific way with a profitable model, and we're going to be talking about that as well. So, yes, we have amazing speakers, and they're going to blow you out of your socks, um, but we're also going to share with you exactly what we do. And I think that's one thing that's, you know, I, I know you you have this trait, Vince, is that, you know, we don't, you know, teach one thing and do another. We actually teach exactly what we do. And it's just we've grown so much since last year. Um, people – most people probably aren't prepared for what they're going to hear and what goes on, um, you know, behind the scenes of our, of our business. And we're just going to pull back the curtain and show them exactly how
0: it works. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. And, you know, when we talked about this call, I said, you know, how can we, you know, add additional value because, you know, for my growth um, real quick, I'll tell people this, this real quick. And I think it's important to, to what we're, where we're kind of going with this. People asked Dagan, actually, um, they asked Dagan a question, and I saw this post. I know people saw it. They said, Dagan, when you talk to students, what is it that, like, do you know they're going to be a top earner or a top producer, like, just off the initial call, like, if you're coaching them? And he said he noticed two things. I also noticed two different things from Dagan. I want to give you all four. So for those of you that are listening, I want to give you four things that hands down will you will be a top producer if you can have these four things. So if I can remember all four. <laughs> the one, the first one with Dagan was extreme focus. All right. Like the people that are that do the best have very they have focus. And you, they're not going to be derailed. Like they know what they've got to do. Nothing's going to stop Ray from blogging. Nothing's going to stop me from learning the best traffic methods, testing them out and just doing what we do each and every day. We have extreme focus and we know what we what we have to do. The second thing is speed of implementation. So nothing's going to stop Ray, from being at an event, hearing something, getting it, and having it implemented the next day. So focus, speed of implementation, would day against two things. My, th- my two were, were the same as his, but I had two more. My third one was basically what I've seen in top producers that I've coached and trained is, number three, they don't make excuses. Like, you know, they don't make excuses for anything. Everything is their fault, in terms, not anyone yep. else's fault. It's their fault, and they figure out a way around it. And then the fourth thing is top producers attend live events, period. Like, it's just not, it can't be any other way. Like, I mean, I don't even know how else to say it. Like, every person that I have ever met, including you, I've met at live events. Every person that I've seen have major breakthroughs. I saw them when they were struggling at a live event, and I've had conversations with them, Um, you know, and it, I, don't even, I think that it could potentially be the number one thing you must do to become a top producer in this industry. One, you get to see people that are in your shoes, okay, that are struggling, and you realize that there are other people like you. Okay? I think that you get to see that your situation that you thought was tough maybe isn't so bad. I mean, We had a guy that came out there. He didn't have any idea where he was going to sleep. I said, dude, All just right. get to the event and we'll figure it out. He ends up staying in his own suite um, at the, at our event. Right. I mean, and the kid literally before he leaves the event, has already made like literally made $500 sale, like before he left and paid for the trip. And now he's gone off and implemented and making sales. And here's a person that was struggling and just went there out of just faith, met amazing people and is an, and is an amazing leader today all because of that event. I don't know if, he would have had that transformation had he not been there. So hands down, those are the four things. Focus, speed of implementation, don't make excuses, and attend live events and get around people um, that they want to be, right? I mean, would you, would you agree or would you add, what would you add to those four? Is anything or would you say those are the four things you would, you've seen as well?
1: Um, I, I definitely like those four. Um, I, one that's similar to I think your. Third is um, ability to not get offended in that there's been a lot of people that um, you know, have come to me for advice, and I give it to them, and then they defend their position, and they say, wow, well, the reason I'm doing this is this, this, and this, and so it's like they get offended by the, by the coaching, um, you know, so ability to not get offended um, and, and coachability. You know, I mean, are you you coachable? Um, You know, I mean, I remember, you know, my first, you know, internet network marketing event was No Excuses. And I sat in the audience and thought, man, I want to be on that stage next year. And next year I was. And, you know, the reason that happened is I went there, made relationships, learned some cool stuff, saw what was possible. See, a lot of times you you watch your videos – you know, through, you know, through your computer and you think there's a distance, you know, like they're over there, I'm here. But when you, when you see people walk across stage and you hear their stories of struggle, you're like, holy crap, that person is, you know, worse off than I was, or, you know, was, uh, you know, went through a lot of troubles like I have. And, and you realize that. So, you know, I agree with you, all, all those things and, you know, having an, um, uh, an, un messable presence and being coachable. Amen.
0: Absolutely. So I know we talked about providing value and obviously you guys, if you're listening, we want you there. I mean, I'm going to be speaking there. Ray's going to be sharing his strategies and I can only speak from myself. Um, I mean, I've talked to Ray. I mean, I mean, obviously we talked earlier in terms of what his coaching has done for me. I mean, thousands and thousands in revenue, Um, my lead flow, my blog traffic. I mean, it's just been night and day. And for those of you who, you know, just want to do it the right way, I mean, I think one of the reasons Ray and I connect well is because I'm not a traffic guy that's going to say I'm going to show you how to generate 1,000 leads tomorrow. And Ray's not the type of guy that's going to say I'm going to show you how to blog and make a million dollars tomorrow. It's like we're going to show you how to consistently create impact um, and really do it. Forever, right? I mean, it's like there's no timetable. It's just consistent, small steps moving forward to where we can – I mean, I can make this guarantee that if you follow my methods consistently for a year, there's no doubt you're going to be in a better place than where you are today. And I would say that – I mean, I'd give everything I have to to say the same for you, Ray. So I know that um, we wanted to give something special. We want to definitely, you know, let people know. If they didn't know about top earner – Academy, um, you know, we were going to do something special for those of you guys who got your ticket and joined us in Florida, um, you know, and what is that, about a, a little over a month from now. Yep, um, June so 12th 14th, kind of,
1: Orlando, yep.
0: Absolutely, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's at the same place we were at last year, which we had a blast. Um, so let me tell you where you guys can just go, and then we'll talk about a little bit about some of the bonuses that I personally want to do. I think, Ray, we may even come up with some new and better ones right now. Um, But if you go to vincereed.com, if you're listening, forward slash top earner. So if you go to vincereed.com forward slash top earner, uh, you can get your ticket. Make sure you go through there. And um, we'll see, obviously, who comes in. And uh, we want to provide some more value for you guys for doing that and coming out to Florida and hanging out with us. So um, I know one of the things that we wanted to do, Ray, was potentially do like a webinar or provide some type of bonus coaching or maybe even a call like this with, um, in a group setting, right? Maybe, maybe we just get on a call. Yeah.
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe a Q and a, you know, session, um, you know, we, we've recently come up with some pretty cool ways to, to generate leads and, you know, we can talk about that and our traffic kind of weird, but in the last 14 days, our traffic has actually gone up about 23% over last month And it's, uh, it's interesting, Um, you know, so we can we can share some of those strategies that, you know, whether you're wanting to build your network marketing business or your affiliate marketer or online marketer or whatever, um, you know, we can share some pretty cool stuff there. And, uh, you know, then do a Q&A session. But, you know, what I've noticed about events is people that are to be successful focus on their goals. And the people that aren't successful focus on their circumstances and so you know the people will use the people that are just going to continue struggling they use their exact reasons why they should as the reasons that they don't and so people will say well I can't afford to go to the event well unfortunately that's the exact reason you should go or people will say um, you know I don't have a team yet well you know when do you hire a a tutor is it when you have an a-plus or when you want an a-plus (laughs) And so, you know, my my encouragement to you is look at your results in your life, and if you want to improve them, come to Top Earner Academy. Make the sacrifice, get the dog kennel, hire the babysitter, um, make the trek across country. We have people coming from all over the world, Singapore, Malaysia, uh, South Africa, UK, Australia. We we literally have people coming from all over the world. We've more – we've actually – Um, You know, this year the event did double, and that doesn't happen just by chance. It happens because we delivered so much value last year. Um, Still going to be an intimate setting. This is not 10,000 people where you're just, you know, another number or anything like that. Um, And if you want more results in your life, come to Top Earner Academy.
0: And I want to throw another bonus in there because this is how important it is that I think you guys go there. One, two billionaires. Like, that's going to be awesome. Like, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Ray. And um, Jessica do their thing, and then obviously Lisa and Mark and all the other people speaking. My man Caesar, I mean, you gotta love Caesar. He's, he's oh awesome. yes. I don't even know if Caesar knows how much I like Caesar. Um, <laughs> I actually called him up on stage last year, and it was cool when when I was there. But um, I want to take anyone who buys and gets a ticket out to lunch and just have a lunch conversation nice. with them on me. So at the event, um, come up, say hey. I mean, I'll be. On this, I'm assuming I'll be able to see who bought the ticket. Um, we'll do the, we'll do the call. Yeah. We'll do the call. We'll try to get the call possibly maybe before the event, Ray, a quick Q and a call that's just fine. like this. We can do that. Yeah. And then I will take all of them out to dinner or at lunch or something on me. And um, you guys can order what you want and we'll have a good time. So again, it's top, it's com forward slash top earner. Um, get your ticket and I'll hold the, that um, obviously you can go there past midnight and, and get it. But if you want me to take you to lunch, I'm going, to, I'm going to stop this. Let's see. It's 7, 8, 9, 10. That gives you two hours before it's midnight on the East Coast. But I'm going to hold it until midnight um, on Pacific Standard Time. So if you get your ticket to Top Earner Academy, you'll get a, a live call. You can kind of connect with myself and Ray on a call, and we'll answer all your questions, to help you out in any way we can with your business. And I'll take you to lunch um, in Florida, and we'll have a good time. That sound cool. Awesome, that's awesome. Awesome man, let's rock and roll. Well, dude, I, I appreciate you everything that you bring, um, dude. I'm, I'm really excited about the event. Um, I mean, again, just anytime I can just get more information, just, I'm always all for it. Uh, is there anything else? that you have questions or anything else they should know? Why they want to?
1: No, it's um, you know, June June 12th or 14th is a standard event. We do have a VIP day. On uh, the 15th, um, if you get your general admission ticket, you'll be presented with the option of of getting your VIP ticket. And, uh, you know, we're going to bring it. You know, it's something that, uh, you know, I I just, from the feedback we got last year, I know this year is going to be just an awesome event. And we're going to pour our entire energy and and everything we got into it. And we look forward to seeing you there.
0: Awesome, guys. So one more time, it's just Ventry.com forward slash top earner. And uh, if you have any questions, for whatever reason, the link doesn't work. Um, it should be just a picture of Ray with a little link on the top. Click on that. That way we know that they're tracking me and we can get you on that lunch and on, on the call. And we'll, we'll let you guys know when that call is. But if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Facebook or in our group and say you want to come. And it will be awesome. So I appreciate you guys for coming out. I mean, this was an interesting setting. You can see how powerful like these calls are. Well, I always look forward to them. And uh, we look forward to continuing to provide value to you guys. And thanks for listening in and thanks again, Ray. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Awesome, guys. Take care. Yeah. Have a good night. Bye-bye.